What's going on? Welcome to the Biz Women Rock Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Krimitzos. If you are passionate about growth in your business, if you are growing a purpose-driven business and you want access to education, to resources, and to other amazing businesswomen who can help you do it better every single day, then this is the podcast for you. As we wrap up 2017 and look ahead at 2018, My guess is that you've got some pretty big things on your list of what you want to accomplish and how you want your business to grow. And there is no better way to ensure that you make the big shifts in your business so you can see those results that you want than becoming a part of a mastermind. What is a mastermind anyway and how can it help your business? A mastermind is the perfect combination of accountability, group peer support, brainstorming, idea sharing, and purposeful goal setting that keeps you locked in to those goals that you want to accomplish in your business. Applications to the 2018 Biz Women Rock Masterminds are now open. All you have to do to apply is go to bizwomenrock.com forward slash 2018 dash masterminds. There you will fill out a very, very brief form to let me know that you're interested And because the nature of masterminds are very specific on who is a part of the group and ensuring that you get the best experience possible as we meet for one hour every single week on a Zoom call, I am going to talk to you personally on the phone as soon as you apply so that I can discover what your goals in business are over the next six months of 2018 and make sure that the mastermind is perfect for you. So go ahead and apply today at bizwomenrock.com forward slash 2018 dash masterminds. Year in review, what worked, what didn't, and all the lessons learned in 2017. I absolutely love the end of the year because it forces me to stop, breathe, and acknowledge everything that happened. If you're anything like me, you're constantly moving forward and thus oftentimes forget to learn the vital lessons that the past has to teach us and therefore guide us in our next moves ahead. So I wanted to take this opportunity to share with you in true Raw Katie style, my year in review for Biz Women Rock. I'm sharing the tools I loved, the best investments I made, the things that worked really well, and all the things that didn't work, and the ginormous lessons I learned this year. My purpose for sharing all of this is twofold. First, I want to key you into some of the great tools and strategies that worked for my business so you can be aware of them to use as you see fit for yours. These are tech tools for organization and productivity, education, and courses I invested in that created big changes, and practices I habitualized that made deep impacts. Second, my intention is that by sharing my own authentic business journey, you will feel a little less alone in yours and thus feel inspired and connected to move forward purposefully and powerfully. I want you to learn from my mistakes, 
use strategies that worked for me, and ultimately allow my journey to give you what you need to enhance your own. We're all in this game together. So here we go. Tech tools that I loved this year. High Future Self. This is a free app that you can use to program and send yourself messages in the future and on a regular basis. For example, I have a message that gets sent to my phone every morning at 6 a.m. that says, money comes to me easily and daily. And another one at 8 a.m. that says, show your man some love today, beautiful. He's amazing and deserves it. Why I love this app. Automated affirmations. It's an automated way I can send little bursts of love and positivity to my mind throughout the day. Life happens, and these little messages that pop up right at the time when I know I'm going to need them are incredibly powerful in training my mind to live in abundance, love, and positivity. Number two, Asana, project management software that I finally started using to manage my team. Why I love it. First, let's talk about why I finally decided to grow up and use it. Because I noticed that way too often, a project I would talk about with my social media manager one week would get overshadowed with an in-the-moment need, and pretty soon, two weeks later, I would ask her, hey, where are we on that project? And she would have to go back into her emails or her Facebook messages, and we would both have to start from scratch. Getting these projects into Asana helped me not only keep us both on track, but forced me to shift from the in-the-moment marketing mentality to gasp, (gasps) pre-planning quality marketing campaigns and projects. I've implemented the entire system for my team, all of whom were on different communication channels with me. I love it because it keeps the forward movement of my business organized and concise, and it gives me one place to talk to my team. Number three. The Lucky Bitch Money Tracker. This is a free iPhone app, sorry Android users, created by Denise Duffield Thomas, whom I've featured on the podcast a few times before. She's the founder of Lucky Bitch and everything she does, her courses, her books, her events, all revolve around helping women bust through money blocks to create lives of financial abundance. Her Money Tracker app is one of the true programs I use to track every single cent that comes into my life so I know where my money is at all times. Why I love this app? Because it is so simple to use. I can use it in the moment of receiving a notification that somebody has purchased something from me and, most importantly, it has a slew of categories that have nothing to do with business which means that I'm recording all money that comes into my life, not just in business. I record gift cards people give me, money I randomly find, rent that my tenant pays me, anything, which means that I am honoring and feeling gratitude for all the financial abundance around me. And the best part is that every time I enter something into the app, it makes this cha-ching sound that I love and anchors that sense of positivity with money coming in. The best personal and business development programs I've invested in this year. Number one, private coaching. In 2017, I invested $10,000 in private coaching services. I'm not going to lie and say it was easy to spend that money. I did the pros and cons list just like you probably have. I had those questions come up in my head. Do I really need to spend that much? Will it be worth it? 
I can really do this on my own. Do I really need to hire someone else to help me? I'll just wait until I make a bit more money and then I'll invest it in a coach. But despite these thoughts, I invested the money anyway because I just knew. I knew I wanted to speed up my learning curve. I knew I wanted my business to grow in ways that were out of my normal zone of genius. Ultimately, I knew I needed to evolve into the person who was ready to experience the results I wanted and that I needed customized help in that evolution. The results. Without a doubt, my business would not have experienced the results it has this year, both in revenue and in me, its leader, had I not made that investment. While my coach and I talked about strategy, what she ultimately really did for me this year was establish a mindset practice, a way for me to productively create the life and business I truly love showing up to every day. She did not feed me a fish. She taught me to be a fisherman. And having the customized access to her was vital as I had my ups and downs and needed her feedback for pivoting at a moment's notice. Number two, money boot camp. This is Denise Duffield Thomas's signature course. It's six weeks of identifying money blocks and creating habits that welcome in financial abundance. It's a self-study course, although she does offer live versions of it twice each year, which is one of the sessions I came in on. The investment was $1,497, and I was happy to make it. I've been following Denise for years and have loved all of the content that I've ever gotten from her. So I knew her boot camp would be amazing. This year, however, was the year that I knew that I was ready for it because I was dealing firsthand with big money blocks, because I was ready to up my own game in business, because I finally got that the money I make in my business is directly correlated to the depth and the breadth of women entrepreneurs I'm impacting the world over. And in order for me to live vibrantly in my mission of helping businesswomen grow purposefully, productively, and profitably, I was going to have to totally reprogram my mindset on money big time. Money Bootcamp ultimately was a phenomenal course. One of the best parts about it is that it's an evergreen course, meaning that I am constantly going back to the lessons because I'm constantly dealing with a different part of a money block or a different type of a money block or some sort of different lesson that I might need to learn over and over and over again. Number three, outsourcing. This was the year that I shifted from, I'll do it all myself, to I am the CEO of my business. And it showed up in my commitment to hire out the jobs that I can do, but should not be doing as CEO. Specifically, that meant hiring four different professionals. The first was an executive assistant. Best move ever. I've been avoiding an assistant for a long time because frankly, I'm really good at administrative technical tasks. I've had assistants in the past, and it was always a sore point for me that I seemed to spend more time training them to do something that I could do it on my own. And it would get done better if I were to do it. But this year, I decided I needed a mindset shift around this because no matter how good I am at administrative tasks, I will never live into my mission of making a global difference for businesswomen if I play small. So I hired Jody, my executive assistant. As of the time that I am recording this podcast, 
I have invested over $3,500 for her services over this year, which has been well worth the work that she has taken off my plate. She's taken over a handful of regular tasks that would take up hours of my time every single week and done them better than I would. Being the control freak that I am, I am continually challenging myself to give her more, and she continues to show me that she's capable of more. The second professional that I finally hired was a podcast producer. Why in the world did I wait so long to outsource this? As of today's date, I've spent about $2,500 on podcast production for a weekly podcast show and sometimes bonus episodes, and it has been worth every single cent. My producer is Danny Osment with Emerald City Productions, and he is absolutely incredible. He and his team have helped to make my podcast sound better, and most importantly, they have freed up my time so that I can dive deeper into all those non-editing activities that I love doing. The third professional that I hired was a social media manager. Kim with Kim Media Strategies has been working with me on and off for years now. But when I brought her back into the Biz Women Rock team at the beginning of the year, I knew that I would have to stay on top of my own game as CEO of my company in order to make that investment worthwhile. Because I'm a big believer that you can't just outsource anything and expect it to work perfectly without your eyes on it. Social media especially, because not only does it change all the time, but how I'm choosing to leverage it constantly is evolving. This year, I spent $4,800 on social media management services with Kim, and it has been amazing. As much as I love social, I cannot be everywhere all at once. Here's the way that we work it. I handle my private Biz Women Rock Facebook group and my private Facebook groups that I create for any specific programs that I have, like my masterminds. I also take care of my personal Facebook profile and my personal Instagram account ultimately because these are the platforms where I really love being and showing up and it's easy for me to be there every single day. Kim takes care of everything else, my LinkedIn, my Twitter, and the majority of my Facebook page, which includes any Facebook ads that I create. Not only does she help me strategize, but she implements and makes sure that the Biz Women Rock brand is out there. And the fourth professional that I hired this year was an accountant and bookkeeper. Having an accountant is not a new thing for me, but this was the year that I implemented the attitude of me being the owner of my finances and leveraging my accountant to help me manage my business better. Many businesswomen, myself included, have made the mistake of putting their finances in the hand of an accountant or a bookkeeper, which means that they don't know what's really going on with their money all the time. They just rely on the accountant to keep track of everything and then let them know if a bank balance is low or if anything strange pops up. This year, I started with a new accountant with whom I have a standing call every third Monday of the month. During this meeting, we go over two reports, the months prior P&L and the year-to-date P&L. I look through everything and instruct her on any changes she needs to make on categorization, and I bring any questions that I might have to the table about charges, income, and anything else that might be on my mind. This simple act of meeting with her monthly, combined with my daily tracking of my own money, has been instrumental in the financial results that I have seen in my business this year. Books that shifted things for me this year. 
The first is called The Code of the Extraordinary Mind by Vishen Lakiani. This is a progressive self-help type of a book that had way too many golden nuggets for me to have here. The author is the guy who founded Mind Valley and AFAST, and thus I love the entrepreneurial slant. The biggest takeaway for me, however, was the core message that our level of happiness is directly correlated to our ability to forgive. I have since made it a practice to forgive others and forgive myself on a regular basis. So much toxicity stays inside of us when we hold on to things, whether we would consider them big deals or not. And practicing forgiveness on a regular basis has acted like an emotional and spiritual cleanse that enables me to connect with happiness with ease. The second book is called Profit First by Mike Michalowicz. All right, truthfully, I'm not 100% done with this one yet, but the concept is simple and profound. Create dedicated accounts for your business, income account, a profit account, taxes account, a shareholder account, for example, and every single month, portion out monies into each of these accounts. It could be a percentage of your income every month or a set amount. The idea is that it doesn't have to be a large amount and you won't actually miss it each month. If you can run your business on $1,000 every single month, the author states, you can run your business off of $975 a month. It works the same way as paying out Medicare and Social Security on a paycheck before you get your take-home money. The regular distributions all add up, and all of a sudden, the tax bill you're hit with unexpectedly can be paid with no problem out of your tax account, for example. So powerful. The lows and the lessons I've learned from them. I almost quit. Okay, I probably shouldn't be so dramatic. I didn't almost quit, but I actually considered it for a brief second this year. If you're a part of the Biz Women Rock Academy, you know the intricacies of this from the Facebook Live I did in our private group. If you're not, here are the cliff notes. I wasn't achieving everything I wanted to, i.e. I felt really behind the eight ball. I felt really far away from a big goal I had and thus started judging myself. I was in the midst of rebranding and thus was in a strange space of trying to figure out what I stood for and what made me so different and was holding the pressure of what that needed to look like. I was comparing myself to every other woman entrepreneur who supports women entrepreneurs and hint, hint, there are a lot of us. I was feeling the yucky angst of, ugh, why am I not doing that like she is? And she's doing that so much better than me. And that's such a great idea. Why didn't I think of that? I know, super ugly. Anyway, the combination of these all spiraled into a really emotional season of self-doubt. And I considered stepping away from Biz Women Rock. What made me stay? I journaled. And I got quiet with myself. And I asked myself a lot of probing questions about what I'm here to do and why I was feeling so junky about myself. And what it revealed was magical. There is no one exactly like me. And while I'm beautifully flawed, I come with my own set of gifts that have helped so many people and floods my own heart with fulfillment and love. And all of those negative thoughts that creep up and tell me that I'm not good enough or that someone else is better or that I'm not doing anything important, those are all teaching opportunities for me to evolve and to grow up and overcome. 
Because if I don't live in my gifts and shine my light, then I have robbed this world of my contribution to it. I have chosen to shrink and play small instead of living purposefully. I have chosen fear instead of light. And that is just not okay with me. I owe it to myself, to you, to every single woman who is part of the Biz Women Rock community, and to everyone I love to live courageously and unapologetically as myself, to keep pushing forward when I doubt myself, to keep focused on my journey with myself instead of looking at the journeys of others, to keep on growing and giving and growing and giving and growing and giving because that's what I love doing, to make mistakes, to learn, and to share. Not because that's what other women entrepreneurs' paths look like, but because that's what I'm here to do. That low moment was transformative, not just for my attitude, but for how I showed up to everything that I do with intention, with purpose, with the intense focus on who I am and what I'm here to do. The second low moment that I learned from was the fact that my relationship was messy. I have no intention of airing my dirty laundry here, nor do I want to give you any reason to believe that my hubs and I are on the outs. We are not. We are 1,000% committed to each other and our family. But I will share that we had a rough year this year. Chalk it up to a combination of still getting used to being parents, being fully engrossed in our own separate businesses. Remember, we had been in business together for a long, long time. And a slew of other things. Point being... We spent more time out of flow with each other this year than we did in flow, which directly impacted my business. Private clients, mastermind participants, and academy members alike have all shared with me throughout this year some stories of life going askew, divorces, major financial issues, kid challenges, health concerns, and so on and so on. And as I've coached and listened to and facilitated those conversations, I've come to firmly believe that nurturing our lives outside of business is a part of how we nurture our businesses. And even more than that, when one is off, it is almost impossible to truly thrive in the other. The big aha for me hit one day as Chris and I had just finished a big fight. It was minutes before my mastermind was starting, and as I got on my computer ready to start the meeting, I was struck at the juxtaposition of the moment. I was so distraught by the fight and yet needed to show up to be present for my ladies. My ego really wanted to compartmentalize all those negative vibes and get onto living in my happy place, facilitating the mastermind. But something struck me. My ability to thrive in my business is directly related to the health of my relationship with my husband. I knew I had to swallow my ego and access peace with my hubs in order to show up powerfully to my mastermind. So I called him up and apologized and forgave. Remember the book from earlier? The pain of our egos immediately dissipated and we promised to talk things out later that night. And as I started the mastermind, I felt relieved, grateful, and completely capable of being my best self for those ladies. The lesson. Our businesses are just one part of our lives. And I'm going to bet that you want to truly thrive in all of those areas of your life, just like I do, which means that while there are times we have to compartmentalize and put all of our focus into one area, we ultimately do ourselves a disservice if we don't take the time to show love and care to all those other areas of our lives that are important to us. Because ultimately, 
The business success that we want does not happen in a vacuum. This is a holistic journey, my friend. My areas of focus this year. The Mindset Olympics. This year was a year of hardcore training for my mind. Most mornings I spent journaling affirmations, visions, and declarations about what I wanted to experience, what I wanted to have, what I wanted to attract, and who I wanted to be. This has been the most transformative habit I've cultivated as it's shifted my paradigm from one who is on a journey to one who designs my journey. Very big difference. The second is money. As you've probably gathered, money was a big focus for me this year. How to make more of it, how to bust through money blocks, how to manage it, how to grow it, how to give it. I'll never forget the core concepts of Virginia Woolf's book, A Room of One's Own, that states that every woman must have money of her own and a space of her own in order to live a fulfilled and independent life. And since freedom is a huge value of mine, taking full ownership over my money is vital for me to live the big purposeful life I'm here to live. I'm still learning, but holy cow, have I stepped up my game here. The third area of focus is experimentation. Looking back, I can see that 2017 was a year of a lot of experimentation for me. I tried a ton of different ways to grow my community, to give to you, to create valuable offers for you, and to deepen your connection to me and to your fellow businesswomen. As I sit at the end of the year, I can see the value of this experimentation. I learned what worked, and I learned what didn't what resonated with you, and what got no response, what I love to do, and what I don't ever want to do again. And through this experimentation, me, my message, my offerings, and my brand are a hell of a lot more succinct and clear than they were a year ago. Keep leaning into what works. Keep leaning into your gifts. I hope that my reflections have been helpful for you to hear. Mostly, I hope that it sparks a desire in you to recognize how far you've come in 2017 so you can keep leaning into your own gifts and keep shining your own light even brighter in the year to come. Congratulations to you on a phenomenal year, and I cannot wait to see what happens in this year to come. Thank you so much for taking the time out to listen to this episode today. I am so grateful that you are here listening. If you want to connect with your fellow listeners and start having more and more business conversations so that you can learn all the intricacies you need to learn about growing a business and growing it purposefully and making it grow beyond what you can possibly imagine... Go connect with thousands of other business owners in the Biz Women Rock community. We have a private Facebook group that is totally free for you at bizwomenrock.com forward slash group. I look forward to seeing you in there.